Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is, of course, a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. And the Bruins are back at home to take on the Philadelphia Flyers in their home opener tonight, which will be played, of course, without fans in the building. We're going to take a few moments to preview that game, take a look at the NHL's top five in terms of power rankings, and then some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, let me remind you, the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts. Basically, wherever you get your podcasts, if you could please uh, subscribe, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download and enjoy. Rating and reviewing would also be very much appreciated, especially you Apple users. Uh, If you're on social media, you can follow the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins and on Instagram at Locked on Boston Bruins. You can find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you new to the podcast, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan dating back to the 1980s. I have been writing about hockey for about 15 years on various platforms, including full-time for about five years uh, at The Score, which is a mobile app based up here in Toronto. Uh, For the last few years, I've been kind of freelancing, covering junior hockey for various SB Nation sites as well as doing this podcast, and I'm uh, very excited to be talking to you today about our Boston Bruins and their home opener tonight. Now, the big news, of course, heading into this one is the status of defenseman Matt Grizzlick, who was removed from Monday's game against the New York Islanders with an apparent injury. He did skate on Wednesday, and he is taking morning rushes alongside Brandon Carlo on the second pairing here on Thursday morning, which is a good sign that he will be in the lineup and not missing any time. Of course, there are some absences up front, and so the lineup will be similar to what we saw against the Islanders. Marchand, Bergeron, and DeBrusque up top. Richie, Krejci, Stanika on the second line. Bjork, Coyle, Smith, third line. And then Frederick, Corrali, Wagner on the fourth line. This is a lineup that did not score 5-on-5 or did not score at all in Monday's game against the Islanders. And the group as a whole has not scored 5-on-5 in any of its three games to date this season. A little surprised that, uh, you know, head coach Bruce Cassidy didn't shake things up a little bit up front. But apparently he saw enough to give this group of 12 another look with these uh, trios still in place now the Bruins as I mentioned it's their home opener but there will be no fans in the building head coach Bruce Cassidy did reach out to Boston Celtics coach Brad Stevens to kind of get the vibe of what it's like Stevens said it was different for him at first took a while to get used to the first time since the Bruins were in Toronto in the bubble you're looking around you know no fans it's going to be unfortunate You're used to different songs. The crowd is behind you. 
really helped us in the past and they won't have that. Charlie Coyle said, we want that support in the building. It's the best place to play when you have the fans there and the building gets loud, but just not the case. We have to move on. We know that we have support sitting at home on the couch watching us, which is great to know the fans bring not just in the arena, but elsewhere that energy. Cassidy did say that just being able to skate with the big logo at center ice helped the guys get excited to be back home. And, you know, we'll see tonight how it actually plays out in terms of how they perform against the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, of course, the Bruins' last regular season game came against a red-hot Philadelphia Flyers team. The Flyers went on to snake the top seed from the Bruins in the bubble. So far, they've gotten off to a 3-1 and one start. Their six points put them in a tie atop the East Division with the Washington Capitals. They have a plus four uh, goal differential, but they have allowed 11 goals to date in those four games. And that is, um, you know, something the Bruins will need to take advantage of. They've only allowed four goals through three games. Um, so if they can take advantage of uh, what's probably a bit weaker Flyers defense, then uh, it could bode well for success here in their home opener. The Flyers will be without Morgan Frost, who suffered a dislocated left shoulder. He's out indefinitely. And then Philippe Myers suffered a fractured rib. He's considered week to week. So a couple injury notes to be aware of here for the Philadelphia Flyers as they come into Boston. They have been pretty successful Offensively so far, uh, Travis Konechny, who of course the Bruins passed over at the 2015 draft, he leads the team in scoring with four goals and two assists for six points. Kevin Hayes, Joel Farabee, Oscar Lindblom also uh, leading the way for the Flyers in what is a very uh, dangerous forward core that they have, um, even without the likes of Morgan Frost in the lineup. So, yeah, the Bruins will be in tough against a very talented Flyers team. I've had the Flyers to come out of the East and represent, uh, you know, these teams in the Stanley Cup Final. They have two pretty good goalies in Carter Hart and Brian Elliott, although Hart is off to uh, not the best start. He's got an 899 save percentage. Not sure exactly who will be starting. Elliott is coming off a shutout win over the Buffalo Sabres the other night. Uh, but, um, you know, Hart is their de facto starter, and I would think that he'll be, maybe they will split these two starts in Boston, as I would expect the Bruins to do with Tugarask and Yaroslav Halak. So that's kind of the view from the Garden prior to tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Again, the Bruins, like I've been saying, have pretty positive uh, possession numbers to date. Flyers, not so much, and I think this Flyers team is there for the taking, uh, despite the fact they're tied for top spot in the East very early. Um, they haven't played their best at, to date, and neither have the Bruins, so the Bruins can be energized by being back at home. I think it could bode well for them to get the W here tonight on home ice. When it comes to online sports betting, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. You can also visit our good friends and exclusive LOCKEDON partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now on Thursdays here on Locked on Bruins, we are going to look at the NHL's top five teams. I don't know about you, but I haven't been paying too much attention to other divisions, seeing as our Boston Bruins will not be playing any of those other teams throughout the course of the regular season, and will only play them if they advance to the conference finals. But I thought it would be interesting to... Uh, Take a look because the President's Trophy is still a thing this season. And who are the teams currently uh, faring the best in terms of the overall NHL standings? And there's no question at the top. Well, we'll get to number one here in a minute. Let's begin with number five. And you know what? At number five, I'm going to put our old friends, the Montreal Canadiens, through four games. They are 2-0-2, total of six points. With a 750 win percentage, they have a plus four goal differential. And when it comes to um, you know advanced stats, they're 12th in the NHL with a Corsi percentage of 51.3. The Montreal Canadiens were pretty aggressive this past offseason, adding some new faces in Tyler Toffoli, who was a popular Bruins target among the fans at least. Uh, They traded for Josh Anderson of the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, swapping Max Domi for the oft-injured but very talented scoring power forward. Another guy would have been cool to see in black and gold. Uh, They also, of course, have Carey Price, Shea Weber to lead the team as veteran presences, and then some other exciting young players like Nick Suzuki, who you've heard me go on about uh, Isperi Kotkaniemi, Alexander Romanov, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, I think, could surprise in the North Division this season and have looked pretty good so far, despite, however, falling in overtime last night to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, sorry, that was in a shootout. Tyler Toffoli had a hat trick in that game. Uh, so the Canadiens, yeah, they seem pretty solid from top to bottom, and it wouldn't surprise me if they are. Uh, at least a second round team fighting to come out of the North Division uh, at the end of the season. Another North Division team that is pretty solid is the Calgary Flames. They're 2 0 1, 5 points, an 833 win percentage. They have a plus 5 goal differential, and their underlying stats are also pretty solid. They're 10th in the NHL when it comes to Corsi, 52.25. The Flames also made a lot of changes this past offseason, bringing in Jacob Markstrom from the Vancouver Canucks as an unrestricted free agent. And 
you know, they still have a pretty solid core in Johnny Godro, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monahan. They all lead the team with four points through three games. Matthew Kachuk, uh, always a force up front. Mark Giordano on the back end. Our old friend Milan Lucic. So the Flames, too, are a team to watch, and I'm putting them in fourth at the moment. In third, I'm going to put a team that I have picked to win the Stanley Cup this season. That's the Colorado Avalanche. They're 2-1 through three games, 667 point percentage. Their plus six goal differential is third among all teams. Their underlying numbers, not as strong. They're 13th in the NHL with a 51.23 Corsi percentage. Uh, But this team, for my money, is one of the best top to bottom Their PDO is a bit down at 983, uh, so they're suffering from a bit of bad puck luck when it comes to scoring at 5-on-5, but uh, such a talented and loaded team, top to bottom. They added Devin Taves in the offseason, they added Brandon Saad to a team that already features, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Mikko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, Samuel Girard. Uh, and they also have a pretty strong goaltending pair in uh, Philip Grubauer and Pavel Frankouche, um, although Frankouche is currently injured. Still, um, yeah, I think they are the team to beat in the Western Conference, if not the NHL this season, and I think uh, they have perhaps yet to hit their stride, but they will indeed be sticking around till the very end in my mind. Number two, I'm putting the Tampa Bay Lightning, defending Stanley Cup champions. They're 2-0 and uh, in their first two games. They have a plus seven goal differential, outscoring the opposition 10-3. to Their underlying numbers are also pretty solid. They have a Corsi percentage at even strength of uh, 52.32, which is good for ninth in the NHL. And again, just stacked from top to bottom. Even without Nikita Kucherov in the lineup, he will be missing the regular season uh, with a hip injury, I believe. And uh, still, that was kind of a bonus for them as they were able to keep some of their restrictive free agents around and fit everyone underneath the cap. Uh, Braden Point in particular. Steven Stamkos is back after missing most of last season. And he, you know, is helping to fill in that hole left by Kucherov. Uh, So they went last season without Stamkos, their captain. Now he's stepping up with Kucherov absent. And the team doesn't seem any worse for wear. Could very well be back in the conference finals at the very least. And could also be vying for their second straight Stanley Cup uh, just so loaded top to bottom. Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman remain some of the best players at their respective positions. And uh, the central division there, kind of weak and also ravaged by COVID with uh, the Stars and the Hurricanes having games postponed in particular. The number one team so far, without question, is the Vegas Golden Knights. They've played four games, all wins in regulation for eight points. They have a league-leading plus-nine goal differential, and they certainly look like a team that could give Colorado a run for its money in the Western Conference as legit Stanley Cup contenders. 
They're led in scoring by newly minted captain Mark Stone. He has seven points through four games. Max Pacioretty, who was thought to be on the trading block back in the offseason with four points through four games. He's joined by Shea Theodore, Alex Tuck, Jonathan Marchessault as players averaging a point per game so far. They also have a very solid one-two punch in net. Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard have split starts so far. Uh, Fleury with a 9.33 save percentage, 2-0 to begin the season, and Leonard with a 9.26 save percentage to start the season. So they, you know, as long as they stay together, probably the best tandem in the league with all due respect to our own duo of Yaroslav Halak and Tuka Rask. So that's my top five here to begin the season. Montreal, Calgary, Colorado, Tampa Bay, Vegas, with our Boston Bruins nowhere near the top five at the moment. But as I've been saying all week, there are encouraging signs for our team. They currently rank third in Corsi percentage, 55.56 in the NHL. In terms of expected goals for, they rank uh, ninth at 53.62. So that means they've been outplaying the opposition to date, the New Jersey Devils and New York Islanders, that is. They have a PDO of 9.13, and that's brought down by their 0% shooting percentage at even strength. And that should correct itself, hopefully, as early as tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. And, you know, hopefully as we move through the season, our reigning President's Trophy winners will get back to uh, being in that level with some of the top teams around the NHL. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from literally hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low And the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NHL regular season is underway and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And COVID-19 is becoming more of an issue around the league as more games have been postponed and the NHL even fined the Washington Capitals $100,000 for violating its health and safety protocols. This involved four players in particular, Alex Ovechkin, the captain, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Dmitry Orlov, and Ilya Samsonov, recently gathered together in a hotel room without wearing proper facial coverings. 
which is prohibited by the league's COVID-19 protocols for this season. Players must each have their own rooms on road trips and are not permitted to gather in each other's rooms. The four players were placed on the COVID-19 absence list, but it doesn't mean they've tested positive for COVID-19. Players can be added to the list as a precaution from possible exposure. It's unknown if they will miss Friday's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Now, what's interesting here is that, you know, players are allowed, obviously, to gather on the bench together. They skate, they celebrate goals up close, but this is out of bounds according to the NHL's COVID-19 protocols. The Capitals and Ovechkin released statements acknowledging the incident, the club expressing disappointment in the players, and Ovechkin saying he regretted what happened and will learn from the incident, quote-unquote. Elsewhere, the Carolina Hurricanes' next two games against the Florida Panthers have been postponed after five of their players were placed on the COVID-19 protocol list. The Bruins currently don't have any players on the list, which is great to see, and, and hopefully they can uh, you know, keep, keep it going in terms of uh, the proper protocols and keeping each other safe and healthy. The Keith Yandel rumors continue to swirl. Kevin Weeks of the NHL Network believes the Bruins should pursue Yandel. He called out the Panthers organization for disrespecting the veteran blue liner by kind of threatening to make him a healthy scratch. And he believes it's an opportunity for the Bruins and GM Don Sweeney to bolster the scoring and help the power play only if the Bruins and Panthers uh, come to an agreement where Florida picks up part of his $6.35 million cap hit. I would imagine it would involve John Moore being sent uh, the other way as well to kind of negate the cap hit. I, for one, am still saying the Bruins should stay away. The defense hasn't been the problem so far. Matt Grizzlick is there to quarterback the power play. If that fails, Charlie McAvoy could uh, take on that role as well. And uh, the young guys have certainly shown to be able to hold their own at this point. Obviously, they haven't played the best um, opposition yet, but uh, you know, uh, defense has not been a problem for this team so far, and the offense will come as well. Matt Grizzlick has been driving possession and creating opportunities in the offensive zone, so I really think uh, they're okay there, and it's not worth taking on that extra salary at the moment. And let's finish with some good news. Again, reiterating what we talked about yesterday in regards to David Pasternak. Um, He was expected to need five months to recover from a right hip arthroscopy and labral repair that took place on September 16th. That would have put him on track to return to the lineup mid-February. He did skate yesterday and... Head coach Bruce Cassidy said he could return to the lineup sooner than expected. Cassidy said the best guess would be he would be in with us through this week in a red stay-out-of-the-heavy-stuff jersey in practice, and then hopefully by next week he joins for regular skates and then sees how close he is to game-ready. Where that puts him exactly, I don't know. Now, Pasternak wasn't able to travel with the team. He was skating on his own while they were on the road. These home games will give him a good chance to skate with the team, get in on practice. Perhaps he could join them for 
the road trip at the end of this, the month, but that's maybe a bit too uh, optimistic. Cassidy said he is ahead of schedule from the original mid-February date. How much ahead remains to be seen. Uh, so that's very encouraging, and uh, he should be back before the original date of mid-February, which would be great to see for sure. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're all doing well, and enjoy tonight's Bruins home opener against the Philadelphia Flyers. Hoping for a win, obviously, but it would be nice for them to score early and get that 5-on-5 drought over with so we can all stop talking about it and keeping track of how many minutes it's been without that 5-on-5 goal. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, friends. It really means a lot, and... I appreciate those who have subscribed. If you haven't done so already, please do so on your favorite podcast app. Toss up a rating and a review, especially you Apple listeners. It would be very much appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow with a full game recap and a look ahead at what's next for the Bruins over the weekend. Happy Thursday, friends. Talk to you tomorrow. Take care.